Welcome. Welcome to the Money Mentors Podcast. This podcast is for you. So if you have a retirement question you'd like us to address, reach out to us online anytime at matsonfinancial.com. But uh, it's interesting to note here, Gary, being retired brings on a whole new set of challenges in life. In fact, Go Banking Rates says there are seven in particular that come with the first 10 years of retirement. And I thought we'd go through this list this weekend and discuss how you help people actually tackle these things as they go through them for the first time. Because you and your team at Matson Financial, oftentimes you've been through this dozens, if not hundreds of times uh, as advisors, right? And you know, it's one of those things that we're a little bit unique. You know, you have people out there who've been in the business 10, 15, 20 years. And what they learned the first year, they just repeated it every year. So they really didn't bring anything new to the table to their clients. Mm -hmm. For us, that's totally different because for us, we know there's three stages of retirement, go-go, slow-go, and no-go. Each of them average about seven to 10 years and things change along the way. So we know that every year, taxes, incomes, health insurance, all things keep changing. So we need to keep up with that. And that's why this is a great part of that, talking about the go-go years, the first 10. Yeah. So one of the things that happens in those go-go years is, again, this is the time when you want to go, you want to do, you want to spend money. So number one on this list is adjusting to your new income stream. How do you help people, though, with that step when they go from, hey, I'm getting that regular paycheck to all of a sudden, I've got to figure out how to pay myself? This is so important emotionally, as well as obviously the numbers that we put together. First off, we tell clients that we want them to start with, you ready for this? 100% of what they're taking home now is what they should start in retirement. Wow, okay. And I love when they say, well, but I'm not going to be driving to work as much and I'm not going to be buying lunch as much and I'm not going to be doing this. I'm not going to be doing that. But you are going to be traveling, doing things with grandkids, whatever that is, your dreams and your goals, those are going to add to expenses. So making sure that your income stream meets your dreams, goals, and desires is so important and showing you that, you know, the first 10 years is going to determine whether you run out of money or not. So again, that first 10 years is critical and understanding the income flow and what you can do or not do is so important. Huge, huge step there and probably one of the most difficult for people to adjust to in those first few years of retirement. Now, the next one here, a lot of people consider, especially if their kids have flown the nest and and maybe they've looked at moving closer to their grown kids and grandkids, they look at downsizing or making a move. What do you say in those cases and how do you help people evaluate that from a financial position? Sometimes it's really about not downsizing. You're going like, what? Right. Actually, a client scheduled this and actually planned for it is that she took and downsized, sold her home, and actually bought and put on a mother-in-law suite on the kids' house. And they planned this because it's on the lake, down the road, that's going to return the dividends of that. Her cost for doing this was very, very small compared to, you know, buying another place on the lake and all that. She gets to be with the grandkids when she wants to. And, of course, Grandma's got the availability to lock that door when she doesn't. (laughs) And it's actually a Dutch door where the half can open and half can be shut, you know, that Uh type of thing. And so it was one of those things we looked at and said, you know, this makes total sense. Sometimes it's looking at and saying, you know what, it's cheaper for me to stay in the house I am now than selling what I have and buying new because I'm not gaining anything. I'm just getting smaller. So why would I want to trade the dollars I have now for something in less value as far as size goes? Mm -hmm. 
So once again, it's then making sure we have the dollars to produce to make sure that we can take care of it, whether you're alive and well or alive and not well. You know, the law needs to be mowed. All these things need to be taken care of. The trees need to be trimmed. You know, the utilities, all that goes on. And so we look at about a 3% cost. In other words, if you live in a $300,000 home, you should plan on spending in upkeep about $9,000 a year. Okay. Hey, that's a good number to kind of keep in mind there because, yeah, when you total it all up, the landscaping, all the things, the maintenance, the things that go wrong around the house too, yeah, it adds up quickly. So think about that number, 9,000 there. And that kind of leads us into the next thing on our list here today, Gary, the things that you'll run into in those first 10 years of retirement. And that's planning for big buys, big purchases along the way. And after all, since we're still in those go-go years, we want to buy big things. Yeah, it could be, you know, getting that motorhome. It could be big boys' toys like a new boat or dock or those type of things. Mm-hmm. We have some clients that are putting in for the first time on their lake now a permanent dock, something they never have to take out again. Nice. Why? It's much easier. Mm-hmm. So once again, understanding that and how to do that, let's just say something simple like buying a new car. If you take the money out of your IRA and pay cash for that new car, it could put you from a 12% tax bracket into a 22% tax bracket. And the 4.05% state of Michigan tax, which will go back to normal 4.25% next year, understand that that may not be as good as saying, you know what, I'm going to finance this at some special rates that they're going to have out there. Mm -hmm. And then I can spread that income coming in over years or even better, plan for it that is never a taxable event, like taking money from a Roth IRA to pay for those big buys you want to do. I mean, let's face it, all of us in retirement want to make sure that we're not entering debt that's going to take away income that we can do things with because interest is expensive. Right. And so we want to do things that give us that extra added enjoyment in our retirement, but also doesn't cost us extra dollars that we're giving away to the government in favor of taxes. Right. Yeah, so huge. Think through those big purchases. And this is something your money mentors can help you navigate, especially in those first few years of retirement. If you're about to make that big purchase right now, wondering about interest rates, how that affects those things, what do you do when you need a big chunk of money for things? Feel free to reach out 800-536-8907 and let's schedule a time for that chat at Matson Financial Services. Now, Next on our list today of the challenges you might run into in those first 10 years of retirement is simply filling the days. And with filling the days, filling your time, sometimes that adds up to expenses too, Gary. This is the one that we concentrate on for our clients. This is what we call getting to know you. Forget about the money. Forget about the you know, retirement and all that. Let's talk about you in the beginning and say, how are you filling your days? What's going to happen in retirement? And they kind of look at me like, well, I'm going to go fishing. Well, I know you want to go fishing, but you're not going to do that 24 hours a day, seven days a week right. and be out in your little boat or big boat or whatever the boat is. So it's filling the days. And so one of the ones I just love, we had a client and, and I steal stuff from clients all the time and, and share it with <laughs> others, you know, and her personal day was Tuesdays. His personal day was Thursdays. So they get up in the morning and they have a conversation and he has no, how do I want to say, 
recollection to saying, you know, here's what I'm doing Thursday. You know, is it okay with you? He gets his free day. That's his free day. Her free day is Tuesday. And then they rejoin for the rest of the week what they're going to do. So he might go golfing. He might go outside and wash the cars. She might go shopping with some girlfriends. She might have lunch. She might going to do this or that. So they have no, how do I say this? uh, They have freedom on those days for their personal things that they want to do. Love that. And I do, too, because, I mean, Nancy, my wife, who I love tremendously, and I love to go to rom-coms with her, romantic comedies, and watch those, but I like other movies that she does not want to see. Uh-huh. So on my open days, I'm going to go there and go to the movie theater, and they're going to say, hi, Gary, because they know me there too well, and they're going to watch the movie I want to see. But on the other times when we're doing things together, of course, we can do that. Now, she loves to really go antiquing with some friends she has, and they've put this group together, a group of ladies, and they do that, and they have a little booth, and they sell things in our local town at the Antique Mall, and she works at that, and that's her free day. So once again, I think it's important how you're going to fill your days in retirement, and it's important to understand this because it's going to cost money. Is it going to be just time, or is it going to be time and money? And then when we do that, could it be money that we might have to pay taxes on? In other words, Nancy has this booth. She has this business now. And as she buys and sells in that and she makes a profit, that's going to add to her taxes. So we need to know how filling the days is going to work, not just emotionally, but financially. Because, again, depending on your hobbies, the things you want to do, it can add up quickly. Now, the next two on our list here, Gary, we've covered at length today already during the show, and that's you know balancing the risk in your portfolio, dealing with taxes, very important. And if you want to learn more about that, check out our Money Mentors podcast. But I want to make sure we get to this final one on the list here, too, because that is getting and staying educated on finance. And maybe during your working life, you know, you had paychecks coming in. It just went in the bank. You, you did a basic budget, right? You knew what your bills were, you paid the bills, you did the right things. But how important is it to stay educated on financial topics when you're in retirement? This is the one that clients just really rely upon us almost exclusively. And that's what we're here for. That's what we love. There's guidance and insights and terms and things. But if you hear something out there, you want to have a source that you can mentor or go to and find out if that is correct or how it affects you. We hear the things now that, you know, it started out that required minimum distribution started at 70 and a half. Mm -hmm. Well, soon it's going to be for some of us at age 75. Wow. Now, how does that affect you? Where are you at? And how do you do that? And those type of things, or you might hear that you can get rid of some taxation by giving some of your required minimum distribution to charities. Well, if you do it that way and you do too much or you do it wrong age, now that negates what you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. So getting and staying educated on finance, that's our duties. And that's what we just talked about a client this last week. They said, you know, we have insurance subsidy, but we really want to get this Roth IRA going by moving money from our IRA. I get excited about this. <laughs> moving money from my IRA into the Roth IRA. I know we can do that. And I says, yes, but this isn't the right time because we have restrictions. And if we go over that threshold, you're going to start paying back that subsidy. So let's keep it going. When you're both 65, we'll be doing that. Oh, good. As long as you get on the radar. Yes, we do. So again, staying educated on finance is what we do. We do this very diligently. We, We have what we call preferred providers that help us when we need to, like CPAs and attorneys as things change out there, tax laws change, all of those type of things. But it doesn't hurt to listen to podcasts and other things like you're doing today with us and understanding what's going on out there. I do have to throw a little thing out there that was kind of astonishing to us is that 
we were on a working vacation in New York City. And we love Italian food, so we went and ate Italian food, Laurel, Nancy, and I. And we got done paying our bill. We came back to the table, and the guy said, this is dessert is on the uh, owner over there. Oh, and we go, nice. what? Okay, well, that's kind of nice. And yeah. so I went up and asked him, you know, what was this about? And he says, well, I know you're Matson Financial Service right out of Michigan. I go, yeah. And he says, I listen to your podcast all the time. Oh, my. That's awesome. I love that. Now, when I told Laurel that, she didn't believe me. <laughs> Nancy didn't either. So we had to have the gentleman come over to the table, have a conversation, <laughs> and talk about what he thought was good about our show and those type of things. And he says, it's just always the education piece. It's educating and stuff I never think about that I should be thinking about. Oh, I love hearing stories like that. Want weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Fee-based financial planning and investment services are offered by Matson Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services offered through Lakeview Financial Group, LLC, Matson Financial Services, LLC, and Lakeview Financial Group are affiliated. To find out if Matson Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 800-536-8907.